Dude, this one's got not only a great title, but has really been on my mind lately. This is 28, Scapegoat Angel. Remember that iconic National Geographic cover picture from however long ago with the picture of the girl with the piercing green eyes? Her eyes are captivating, haunting in the most beautiful way. It's easy to imagine while looking at her that she is more extraordinary than the rest of us, that there's some magic about her. There's something about the pure intensity that those eyes convey, a hope that there are people in this world who are more real, more alive, perhaps a little superhuman because of their passion and soul. We are inspired by being around them and by our imagined promise that perhaps the uncounty amount of goodness we assume in them can rescue us from the boredom, numbness, humdrum, and plainness of everyday life with their pureness, almost holiness. Sharbat Gula, or Sharbat Bibi, the 12-year-old girl with the intense green eyes, appeared on the magazine cover published in 1985. A few years back, the original photographer, Stephen McCurry, found her again and took a follow-up picture. In this second picture, she looks worn, the spark gone out of her green eyes. She doesn't look transcendent, she looks ordinary. Her life since her original photograph had been a struggle. Rather ordinary too, in fact. She had several children, her husband had died of disease, she lived humbly as a refugee, and was recently arrested for using a false identity card a common practice among refugees seeking a safe living situation. I can't find the article that I originally read about her, but the central tone seemed to be that she had disappointed us. We had hoped for an angel to inspire us and remind us that hope is still alive in the world. She was supposed to be the next Joan of Arc or Mother Teresa, a great artist, political revolutionary. She was destined for greatness, and instead... She got married, had kids, stayed poor, got wrinkles, and did not have any noticeable impact on society. She disappointed us. We thought that she owed it to us to be extraordinary. We hoped for an angel, and instead just ended up with another human. I resonate with this story so much because I feel similar pressures sometimes or like ideals have been put on me. The story, I'm sure particularly imagined but based on real experience that I internalized, is that I was supposed to be more special than everyone else. I was meant to be innocent and pure, separate from the influences of the world. I was treated as an inspiration, as inherently lovely and good, as if I were to be above ordinary desires and tendencies. In addition to being unrealistic, this feels extremely unfair. While the intention of the audience may be admiration and adoration, it has the effect of qualifying normalcy as failure. I don't think it's fair that we put that pressure on someone to do perfection for us. Perfection is a limitation, a constraint. It confines you to following others' expectations of always being above and beyond the rest. To be an internal inspiration, you must avoid having a temper, avoid being lazy, 
indulging in vices and cravings, making mistakes, acting selfishly, sometimes compromising your values. You know, all the fun stuff that makes us human. If we put someone on a pedestal, make them a scapegoat angel, it is as if we expect their goodness to make up for all of our normalness. We can idolize them, vicariously enjoying a sense of holiness and hope, while all the while going about our common carnal lives, unwilling to put in the work to be a virtuous hero, preferring to make choices that feel comfortable and safe. Charbot's life is her own, and she doesn't owe it to anyone to have lived it differently. In a way, that was more inspirational to us. She has no obligation to meet anyone else's expectations. If you want to be a superhuman saint or a virtuous angel, do it yourself. Don't expect someone else to give up their humanness to be your scapegoat angel. <laughs>